Welcome to the Burn Podcast with host Ben Newman, the show where we break down the drive of the world's top performers in sports and business to uncover that underlying burn that pushes them to perform at the highest level. Today's episode is brought to you by the Financial Advisor Academy and the Unrequired Coaching Program. To learn more, head over to thefinancialadvisoracademy.com. Now, here is your host, Ben Newman. You think about what's changed. I think the, the world is moving so fast with social media and technology. And I think it's the rare individuals that understand how to separate the two, that, that understand the importance of human touch and relationships, which will never be replaced by technology. It'll never be replaced by a computer, are the ones that are going to continue to create this distance. And then people say, well, how did, like... I don't understand why, what's so special about that person? It's like, well, they understand how to have a conversation with somebody. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I mean, the whole world is moving towards automation, uh, digitization, AI, and, the, and you're 100% right. It's the people that make the time for face-to-face contact, that make the time for little gestures of gratitude, like handwritten notes. Uh, mm-hmm. Even even little physical gifts these day and age can go a long way since everything is is automated and, and digitized. I mean, even, uh, you know, how many people actually hand out handwritten birthday cards anymore? Like, you get something that people post on your Facebook wall, happy birthday, and some people won't even do that. They just put HBD and an <laughs> exclamation point. Like, you couldn't even make the time to say happy birthday. So I'll, I'll tell you something interesting about you saying that. Every time I send something to somebody where I'm thanking them or saying you're welcome, I always spell out you're welcome, yeah. and I always spell out thank you. I don't put THX, because I'm like, I mean, are we really so busy mm-hmm. yeah. in the world today that like we can't actually say thank you to somebody? Well, and, and I think in summary, like when we, we look at all this, no matter what business someone's in, they're in the relationship business. Mm-hmm. And that's because of two things. One, whoever's on their team, their colleagues and their coworkers are human beings. And whoever they're selling to, their clients and their customers or their members, their patients, they're human beings. And those two things will never change. So relationships are the key. And one of the most important ingredients to relationships is caring. You know, caring matters a lot. And how do you show someone you care? You give them your time in the present moment. You handwrite them a thank you note. You know, you make the time to set your phone face down and have a conversation with them, even if it's only for three minutes. Those little things send a very powerful unconscious message. And that unconscious message is, you are important to me, I value you, and nothing is more important in leadership or in business than being able to do that. That's where I think you do go back to some of these old school tactics. You know, obviously my entire philosophy is built on fundamentals and on the basics, but if the whole world is gonna zig, then you have a chance to stand out by zagging. And if everyone is going to just put HBD on your Facebook wall and you actually make the time to call someone and leave them a thoughtful message, or here's a way you can actually use technology. Uh, What's wrong with uh, taking a video of yourself saying, you know, hey Ben, I just wanna wish you a happy birthday, man. I really appreciate your friendship. This is gonna be another rock star year for you. Appreciate everything you do for me, brother. Love you, talk to you later. Took me 20 seconds to do, completely impromptu, and I can send him that video. So I'm using technology, and yet he's gonna get the customized personal feel that that goes well above and beyond the thousand friends he has that all write HBD. See, and I, I think what that does is it makes you unique. And I think the, 
the, the highest performers in business and in sports, they typically do things that are unique. People understand, oh, there's something different about that person. But typically what makes them unique, to your point that you're always talking about, is it's something basic. Right? It's actually a basic action step that they take. It's not something that costs millions of dollars. Oh, well, the, you're talking about a professional athlete. You have to have money right. to be able to leave a video message like that. It's like, no, you don't. You just have to choose to take different action. Absolutely. And, and I think to take it a step further, and this is what the best leaders I've ever been around understand, is that you have to learn how to speak the other person's language. Mm -hmm. You have to learn what's important to them. Uh, and that way, you can make it even more customized. So, perfect example, you know, we were joking earlier off camera that, that I'm not a coffee drinker. That's just not my thing. Which means, if you gave me a Starbucks gift card as a birthday present, ultimately what you're telling me is you don't know me very well. Right. And while the gesture is there, and it's noble, and it's a, and I would still appreciate it, you're, you're basically planning an unconscious message that you don't know me as well. Whereas now, you know, if I go and buy you a, a monster tank top, because I know you like monster <laughs> drinks, uh, and, and I know you like working out, now you'll know there's some thought behind it, especially if I include that in the note. Right. You know, uh, Ben, you are a monster of a coach. Uh, I love your energy, and I know how important working out is. Flex those biceps in this new tank top. I appreciate you, brother. Like, I mean, we're just making this stuff off the whim, and, but that's something that would solidify a friendship or solidify a business relationship, and this stuff is not that hard to do. Uh, I've got a friend, her name's Lean James, and she's real big into being present uh, in the moment, and she has something she calls systemized thoughtfulness, and systemized thoughtfulness is she takes one hour a week and blocks it off, and for that one hour, she does nothing but send customized, individualized notes to the people that are most important to her. And she doesn't let anything get in the way, and she's just got this long list, whether it's family and friends, or clients and customers. And the cool part is, she systematized it on her end, where she's gonna make sure that those notes go out, but the person receiving the note, it never feels systematized to them. Mm -hmm. They feel like, man, Neen stopped her whole day just to write me a note. Mm -hmm. So that's something I've slowly started to incorporate in what I do. Uh, you know, if I'm at an airport somewhere and say, okay, who, who are some people I haven't reached out to in a while? All right, let me send Ben a video message real quick. Or, And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with text. You know, there, there's, there's mediums that we need to be using, but I think the more we can zig when the rest of the world zags, the better off we'll be. book Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins was a life-changing book for me and I think so oftentimes I mean I had a morning routine I, I had you know all these areas where I was pushing and challenging and reading but that book mentally took me to a place where I said man I have so much more capacity and every month now every 30 days there's a different challenge there's a different push so that I can keep that throttle down and that's one of the things that I admired about David Goggins. And I think so many people read a book like his, they choose to take no action because they say, oh, I'll never be him. Right. I can't run a 200 mile race. <laughs> I, I don't want to run a 200 mile race. <laughs> and I know that I will never be David Goggins. Right. But he has helped me push to be even better. And he's helped me push to say, hey, I've got more. Yes. Right. So if you so when you see somebody like that, it's not about trying to be them. It's about trying to emulate some of the traits that they have that then you can apply to your life. So by reading his book, putting it in action, you know, you're now getting more out of yourself. And that's what, what all of us should do. Yeah. Um, I'm a huge stand-up comedian fan. And one of my favorite working comics today is a guy named Sebastian Meniscalco. Uh, who just broke the record for selling out Madison Square Garden four nights in a row. Uh, never been done by a comedian. And he was talking about his struggle with 
the success he's having, and, and many people think he's an overnight success. He's been doing this for 25 years. I mean, it took 25 years to sell out Madison Square Garden four times. Uh, but he's talking about now that he's got this success, that he struggles with balancing, enjoying the moment and enjoying the success and, and what he's doing and kind of being fearful and anxious about when it's all gonna stop. And, and that's something I've struggled with before myself is not getting complacent or content in the present moment, but taking a moment to enjoy going out to a sushi dinner with a friend and not feeling like we've got to be grinding 24-7. Uh, so that's something I've been more conscious of, is trying to enjoy the journey while I'm still on the journey, as opposed to waiting and saying, hey, when I'm 70, I'm going to look back and think everything was great, because uh, there's no promise I'll even make it to 70. So let's enjoy the ride while we're on the ride. I challenge people to give themselves the same grace and compassion that they would give a friend or a loved one. Uh, I find that high performers in particular are usually way harder on themselves than they are on those people in their inner circle. And it's important for us to give ourselves some grace. You know, when you, when you make a bad decision or you make a bad play or you have a bad day, it doesn't mean that it's okay, but you need to give yourself some grace and move on to that next play and, and don't constantly beat yourself up over it. Uh, I would like to see high performers celebrate the little wins a little more often than they do because uh, mm -hmm. I think that makes life much more enjoyable. So whoever's listening to this or watching this, like it's okay to, to celebrate your little wins and it's okay to give yourself some grace when you mess up because you're going to mess up a lot. When I shared the stage a few years ago with Ray Lewis and I... One thing I'll tell you about Ray, he's one of the most misunderstood individuals. He's a guy who, you know, made mistakes, but has always accepted responsibility. And one of the things just in the behind the scenes, and we spent hours just talking, was, you know, for him, it's greatness is a lot of small things done well. Oh, I love that. And it's the repetition of the things we know we need to do over and over and over and over again. And, you know, it's when you have the opportunity to hear from a Ray Lewis. And I, I always love asking people, what makes you great? And, like, the, the answers are typically the answers that we would expect would be the easy answers. <laughs> yeah. But it's their philosophy around how they showed up to perform the, the action around what those easy answers were. And, you know, he talked about just you do it Monday and then Tuesday and then Wednesday and, the, and just never complacent. But it's greatness is a lot of small things done well. And now one of the things that we've, we talk about at the Kansas State football program is stacking days. We yeah. just got to stack days. And if we stack days, Saturdays are going to take care of themselves. You know, a, a college athlete gets super eager, like, oh, we got a big game on Saturday. Well, if it's Monday, like, we got to take care of Monday. Like, yes. well, there's no snaps to be played in Saturday's game on a Monday or Correct. on Tuesday, or Wednesday, or Thursday. So you got to continue to get obsessed with the details, live in the details, hammer the details, get obsessed with that improvement, sprinkle in a little what Ray Lewis would say is you got to get pissed off for greatness sometimes, yeah. but it's a lot of small things done well. I love nice. that. Yeah, I, I would agree with that completely, and I'd even say, you know, greatness is simply the, the consistent pursuit of being your best self. So... Uh, whatever it is that makes you your best self. And that's where, you know, we've talked before about not playing the comparison game, you know, because I think you can be great wherever you are. Uh, you might be the, the overnight building service person. Your job is to take out the trash at IBM and you can still take pride in that and you can still be great where you are and do that to the best of your ability and do that as a means to provide for your family and then go home and be present with your family. You know, I, I don't think, sometimes I think 
we assume that greatness is only for you know the elite athletes that win Super Bowls or the people that win Oscars. You know that's a that's a, a recognition of their excellent performance. But every single human being has the opportunity to be great where they are if they do the little things, uh, if they are where their feet are, and they're mm -hmm. constantly trying to be the best version of themselves. And, and that's really all any of us should ask of ourselves and be in pursuit of is how how good can I be in these different areas of my life. Uh, be, being around people that fill my bucket, being around people that that push me and challenge me to be the best I can, uh, people that give me new ideas, but then also give me the support to implement those ideas. Um, yeah, I, I always try and surround myself, and that's one of the beautiful things with technology. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, this is only the second or third time you and I have met in, in person, person, yeah, and yet we've been friends and colleagues for several years now uh, because. You know, your daily infusion of what you put on social media is something that continues to motivate and inspire me. So you're having a hand in my success, even though we only see each other, you know, average once a year. And to me, that's what keeps me sharp is continually wow. trying to raise my level of the people that I surround myself with in person and digitally. And then, of course, uh, I want to be that type of person, too. I want to be the type of person that other people want to be around because they feel that I feel their bucket. Um, so to me, yeah, if, if you can always surround yourself with people that push you and challenge you and hold you accountable, uh, you'll have to be sharp. Nothing else is even possible. As a coach, I like to teach realistic disciplines that are hammered home over time that then become part of your way of life. Love it. And I think far too often people say, oh, well, I'm not eating right. And I, I remember there was a, a, a part of an NFL transition program for former guys and one of the old players comes in, he's an old lineman, and he was 360 pounds. His goal was to get the 315 pounds. And I said to him, I said, well, how are you eating? Like, tell me about your, your eating routine. And he's like, well, he goes, every night, I have a second dinner after dinner. And I said, every, every night, like you, you do this every night. He said, yeah, he goes, I have seven extra dinners a week. And I said, okay, I said, I got really good news for you. Yeah. And he goes, you have good news for me. And I said, yeah. I said, for the first week, we're going to go down to six extra dinners. And he goes, you're serious. And I yeah. said, absolutely. I said, we're gonna, and he looked at me like, you got to be crazy. And I said, no. I said, if I say to you right now, no more, you're not doing that anymore. It might last two or three days. Absolutely. You're going to revert back to the old behavior. I said, we have to slowly build these disciplines. I said, then after week two, we can go down to five. Week three, we had a check-in call 30 days in. And we, at that point, were down to three of those meals. Beautiful. By the three-month mark, he was 315 pounds. Absolutely. Sent me a picture of him going to a wedding where he had to buy a new outfit, new belt, the whole uh. bit. And he looked incredible. He was back to his playing weight. He lost all that weight by reconditioning how he was showing up and getting rid of it, but slowly over time. And so many people want that fast result. Uh -huh. I start a diet, well, three days in. I didn't lose any weight. Well, what the hell? You didn't, right. You've been on this diet for three days before you didn't <laughs> yeah. lose any weight. Your expectations are so far out of whack, yet if the expectations and the goals are in alignment with the pursuit of strong daily habits, yeah. that's how you achieve success. Logic. And, you know, I mean, th this is not a trick question or, or, uh, by any means, but, I mean, how do you build a brick wall? Brick by brick. Uh -huh. right? You just you set one brick down and you make sure that you lay that one perfectly, and then you go and you get another brick, and then you set that brick down. And as long as you lay each brick perfectly, 
the wall will more than likely take care of itself and it's the same thing uh, but you know because I would imagine that that gentleman was eating some pretty hefty second dinners so even right, removing one not. of the even <laughs> removing one of those dinners uh, a night is going to start to create that caloric deficit so he might not uh -huh. have thought it was doing a lot but it actually was and those, right. those little things absolutely make a huge huge difference so it's the same thing if you're thinking about waking up right yeah. so people people they'll they'll hear the time that i wake up and they think that i'm crazy well this didn't happen it, i think you know, crazy, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> just, just for the record it didn't happen overnight it happened by 30 minute increments yeah and what i realized was most of the time the next level of our success is a math problem yep and if I could give everybody an extra day a month, most people would say, I'll take it in a heartbeat. Mm, well, that extra right. day is 30 minutes every morning. You yeah. take it back. Five days in a week is two and a half hours. Times yep. four weeks in a month is 10 hours. That's an extra day a month, yeah. 12 days a year. Yeah. And some people go, I'm just not a morning person. Okay, well then the three hours of Netflix you're working, yeah. you're, you're watching at night, <laughs> let's go down to two and a half. Yeah. You're still gonna watch a lot of episodes right. of your shows. <laughs> yes. But in that 30 minutes, uh, one of my mentors and friends and coaches, Dr. Selk, wrote a book called Organize Tomorrow Today. Yeah. And take 30 minutes and organize your next day. Like, yep. be ready for what's coming. Yep. And so a lot of times it's just building those habits. And, and with habits, you know, uh, I give a tremendous amount of credit to my buddy James Clear that wrote Atomic Habits because that is, I think, the best resource on habits. That book's uh, incredible. And book. most of what I teach in habits, I've taken from James' teaching, so I always want to make sure I give him credit. But, yeah, if, if you get some singular focus on the one thing you want to change, uh, you stick to it long enough that you can start to see some change, and you surround yourself with people that will hold you accountable to making that change, the odds are stacked in your favor that, that uh -huh. behaviors are going to start to shift. And one thing I also like to do is uh, is make a list. So make a list of, let's just say you wanted to lose weight. So make a list of the things you need to start doing to lose weight. But then also make a list of the things you need to stop doing to lose mm. weight. Ooh. And then look at those two different lists and just circle the one thing that you believe would be most impactful on either side. So just one thing and just focus on that first. And... Because uh, like, like you said with your, your friend, uh, the guy that was losing weight, he didn't add a whole bunch of other stuff, didn't change a bunch of workouts, didn't, all he did was take off one dinner that he was having, his second dinner rather, and still was able to get those results. So I, I think people overcomplicate things. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Burn Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts to get notifications as new episodes release every week. To connect with Ben, follow him on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Continued Fight. Until next time, keep attacking one day at a time.